Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast. And we are back again. We are recording today on the 14th of September. Oh my goodness, the 14th of September. I'll tell you what that means in a minute, Joe. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're recording this on the 14th of September and um, it's going to go out, I think it's the 27th of September, something like that. Mm-hmm. So whatever we talk about may well have happened by the time you listen to this episode <laughs> but that's that's online life for you isn't it yeah. so joe how are you today because we did two po- two episodes yesterday so anything yeah. new to report no um well the weather we had a reasonable day yesterday i don't know what time in the middle of the night it started raining but it hasn't stopped yet oh my goodness and it is cold. So I think we can officially draw a line under the UK summer, that blip that we had of, you know, sunshine. Um, but yeah, no, life is good and um, all very positive in this house today. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, How about you? Yeah, it's quite good today. I mean, as I was just telling you before we came on air, I've had a, a, a car battery malfunction this morning. Uh, went off to an early appointment somewhere in town, parked the car beautifully in a great spot, came back to the car and there's the dodo. So uh, my husband is currently, as we speak, meeting the battery replacement person (laughs) called Stefan, who's going to change the battery and relieve us of a few shekels, I'm sure. So, um, but you know, that is, uh, oh, I think he's just come back. Um, Anyway, so hopefully the car is now or will be working. So that's that's been my fun this morning. Um, and also then I suddenly realized that I'm delivering a webinar this evening at seven o'clock for me, my time, six o'clock Central European time, so that's 5 p.m. in the UK, um, a two-hour webinar on Excel. Uh, and uh, I delivered the last one in July. So I haven't looked at it since July. And even though I know the content and I could probably do it with my eyes shut, um, I always like to look through the notes, look through my slides, look through my plan, uh, and just make sure also that I cleaned down my demo file beforehand, because there's nothing worse than saying this, oh, it's all been filled in, you yeah. know, so I come to say, this is how you do a pivot table, and it's already there. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I just spent 10 minutes or so just kind of reacquainting myself. Uh, with that but it's it's really good because um, I'm sure you have situations like this that when you know something so well and you've put something together so well actually don't have to do quite so much um, re-prep work as I used to Um, if for the first time I delivering this webinar I would probably spend a couple of days getting myself in the zone figuring out my orders correct rehearsing it um, and making sure it fits the time allocated, but because I know it does, it's yep. uh, it's much easier now. So so that's good. Um, no, so, so just what I didn't realise, the fourteenth of September was my mum's birthday, um, and she passed away in nineteen eighty four. So and she was just fifty. So it's just suddenly that I looked at the date on my computer monitor, and it kind of said, ah. Oh, 
it's an auspicious day. Yes. So there we go. But anyway, so today we're going to be talking to the lovely Juliet Landau Pope, who is fantastic at helping you get things done. Um, procrastination is one of her topics and decluttering is another of her topics and helping kids revise for exams or anybody really that needs to get things done is another of her topics. So we're going to have a wide ranging chat with Juliet in just a couple of minutes, I think. Um, unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we go and get her. Mm, let me procrastinate about that for a moment. Maybe Juliet can tell us how we avoid that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this interview. So let's go get Juliet and we'll see you again in just a minute. Welcome back, listeners. And we have now been joined by the wonderful Juliet Landau Pope, who I've known on and off for quite a while. I think I met you through Anne Archie, who's also been a guest on the podcast, funnily enough. So um, I remember you gave a talk once in Anne's uh, fitness studio that I came to. Yes, that was a while ago. Yes, it was quite a long time ago. So welcome to the podcast, um, Juliet, and um, meet Joe. My Joe is my I'm to say my right hand man, but it's my left, right, I don't know, lost <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. And, uh, and we're looking forward to having a really lovely chat with you today about procrastination, because we're all, our audience, virtual assistants, are all busy business owners, possibly mums or carers. Um, they'll have an other life apart from their support life. And we all struggle with getting everything done and prioritizing and all of that so I'm really looking forward to hearing what tips you can share with our audience to help them with that um, but before we get into all of that let's find out a bit more about you and, and you know like who you are where how did you start and how did you get into this and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. great well procrastination is a word that I didn't even know existed when I was you know, first experiencing it as a, as a, as a student, as a teenager, um, it's, it's, it wasn't even part of my vocabulary. Nobody talked about things like that in those days. Um, but I um, started out as an academic. I started out as a university lecturer and I taught at the Open University for many years. OU is the most amazing institution. Um, you probably know people come from all sorts of backgrounds. Um, they haven't necessarily followed the sort of traditional, you know, educational career path. Um, and so I taught social sciences at the OU, but my main passion was teaching study skills. I only ever worked with first year undergraduates and I loved um, supporting students through that transition to actually becoming independent learners, learning how to take notes, how to read, you know, huge amounts of material, how to absorb information, how to but also really practical stuff like how to manage their time, how to manage their schedules, um, how to write essays and prepare for exams. Um, most, I, th I think almost all the OU students I ever met were juggling other busy lives. You, you come to the OU, um, I think in those days they talked about mature students. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I use that term anymore, but, <laughs> but most people, you know, they either had work or families or, or caring responsibilities and were juggling study was was something that had to be fitted into a very busy life unlike my own you know I had a very very fortunate um experience of going to university when I was 18 I had nothing else to do and 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 um but anyway I saw while I was working at the OU for about 14 years I 
started to understand that motivation was incredibly important and that if you were motivated you could go on and do anything you could study anything you could succeed at anything but if you lost your confidence and you know felt stuck and and started to procrastinate it got in the way and it had nothing to do with how intelligent you were or how you know what whatever your background so I became really interested in this thing called procrastination and I started to notice as well that amongst my colleagues my teaching colleagues we had huge amounts of reports to write and essays to mark and lots of paperwork Mm -hmm. and you know lots of admin to do and procrastination was a really big challenge for teaching staff as well so I realized students were like staying up all night to write these essays and then we were staying up all night to mark them and this great big elephant in the room what we're not talking about is well what does it mean when you get stuck and how do you get over that hurdle and how do you motivate yourself? And I was really interested in all those issues. So I decided to train as a life coach, not because I really wanted to be a life coach. I didn't really know much about life coaching, but I wanted to have the skills to motivate and help people in both in educational settings. And also I was starting to do kind of staff development, staff training and, and helping my peers So I trained as a life coach. This was back in 2007 when life coaching really wasn't that well known in the UK. Um, And I started working mostly with students and with educators, with teachers and with um, administrators in educational settings, because that was the environment that I knew. Um, And then I got more and more interested in in, in, um, the kinds of things that people procrastinate about. And at the time I was living in a block of flats with um, elderly neighbors who I had become friends with and one of them um I needed a a guinea pig I needed someone to practice with while I was doing my my coaching training and I said is there anything that you're kind of stuck about you know have you got a decision or a practical issue or something I can help you with and she said I have a wardrobe of clothes that I need to sort out her husband had died a few years before and she hadn't been able to sort out these clothes and she said if you would just come and sit on the edge of my bed and chat to me while I do it and I ended up coaching her through the process asking her questions that enabled her you know sort of prompted her to make decisions and um to cut long story short for she recommended me to a friend and another person and I ended up setting up a decluttering and organizing business um, which ran for about 10 years very successfully I was one of the one of the first Um, professional organizers in the UK. Um, I also set up training. I joined the professional body, which is called APTO, the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organizers. I volunteered as a board member for six years and was very involved in the the organizing um, community, both in the UK and and, uh, internationally as well. And what, even though I worked with many different types of clients, The one thing that kind of united everybody, this theme that went through all my work was procrastination, was was helping people who were stuck. At the same time, I was continuing to work at the OU, but I was kind of um, shrinking my work down. I I, I took few, each academic year, I took took on less and less um, coursework so that I could um, gradually um, reduce that. And then four years ago, I took voluntary redundancy and leapt full-time into self-employment which I had been you know wanting to do for years I've been self-employed for now 12 years but just you know shifting the balance over the years so for the last four years I've been entirely self-employed and that was when I took stock of of what I really wanted to do 
And I've kind of come full circle now because I've gone back to working with students, working with educators, working with young entrepreneurs, young adults, and people who are stuck. And I realize that procrastination is, is really <laughs> my passion. I love helping people um, discover what works for them. It's not about you know generic advice. It's about yeah. what really works for you. And so before COVID, I had already decided that I was going to reduce the amount of decluttering. And um, I've trained so many other colleagues now. I, I feel like there's a new, whole new generation, a whole new cohort of organizers and declutterers. Um, and I wanted to focus more on the productivity work. Um, so I was already, and also through the OU, I've done lots of work online. I, I knew already that that was my next step. And then COVID came along. I had to stop going to people's homes anyway. So the last 18 months or so, I, all my work now is online, which I love. It means I can work globally. As you know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and I'm focusing on the productivity work. Yeah. That's a rather long-winded explanation. No, I think it's brilliant. It's great to get the background and understand, you know, like how you got to where you are, because most of our listeners will have had a, a journey which is not a straight trajectory. I'll say it pretty trajectory. <laughs> you know, most people will go all over the place before they end up with the thing, whether that's deciding what services they offer. Yes. And, you know, because we've talked about that a lot, haven't we, Joe? Where, where yeah. VAs in particular, they, they start off, they don't know what to offer, so they offer everything. And then gradually, like you've done, they whittle yes. it down to the thing that makes their heart sing, which is. Yes which is which is lovely so so and, and of course um our listeners are all mainly apart from we, we do have some PAs and, and ex personal assistants and executive assistants who listen but mainly they're virtual assistants so everybody is a small business owner mm -hmm. so and we all struggle with yeah. procrastination in in something in some form not maybe not every day but there'll be days yes. where it so have you got any top tips that you could share with our audience yes. about how to re-motivate themselves? Well, I think, first of all, it's really helpful to know that it is a universal problem, because when you are sitting there alone in your, you know, in front of your screen or um, at your kitchen table and you're feeling guilty and embarrassed and, and frustrated, it, it's very, you can feel like you're the only person in the world who has that problem. And feeling kind of stupid and, and angry at yourself as well. And I think it's really helpful to know that all the research shows it's a completely universal problem. It affects people, every different culture, every age. The good news is that women are slightly less prone to procrastination than men, just slightly. And the other good news is that as we get older, there seems to be um, um, either more ability to deal with it or, you know, either we kind of learn through life how to cope with it, or there's less likelihood that it happens. I think, you know, there is, there is some good news to look forward to. Um, but I, I, I think it's important to, to know that um, it's a habit as well. It's not a personality trait, because people mm. sometimes label themselves. You know, it happens in all kinds of situations. You, you stick a label in your head and then you get stuck with that behavior and you say, oh, well, I'm just a chronic procrastinator. or I'm a... Mm. You know, you know, I'm no good at maths, or I'm no good at this, or I'm no good at that, and then you get stuck at stuck within that in that rut. So you're not. I, what I always say to people that there is a, there there are a tiny tiny proportion of people who are chronic procrastinators, and in that case, it's often linked to more complex mm -hmm. mental health conditions. You know, and so I'm not saying it's never it's it, it, but for the most part, it's a habit. 
and it's a habit we get into and it's a habit that's difficult to shift but recognizing that it's a habit is the first step to changing the behavior yeah um I think so. I think that would be my, my, my first tip is, is, is to be kind to yourself, you know, let go. If I'm decluttering anything nowadays, it, it's, it, it's negative feelings and, and self-criticism and, and self-judgment and let go of all that stuff. Let go of all the, why am I in this situation? Why haven't I done it? Why am I here? You know, here we go again. It, I'm, I, it, tax return comes around every year. I know exactly when I should be doing it or it's that, I don't know that that's um, paperwork, especially. And I think, um, no, let go of that criticism. Just be kind to yourself and say, okay, what, what am I going to do about this rather than why am I here? I think that I would think be my, my top tip. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a really good one because we can get so caught up in that, you know, woe is me feeling yeah. <laughs> for one of a better description. Does yeah. that resonate with you, Joe? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's, there's days when you kind of think, I know I've got to do that. And you can find, I mean, in my case, there'll be, let's say there's a report to write. I can find a laundry full of, <laughs> a laundry room full of sports kit that needs to go in the machine or yeah. um, washing the dishes. And then all of a sudden there's this 100 mile dash at the last minute to just hit that deadline yeah and there's no obvious reason for it you know you've woken up and it just I don't know you you've really got to I was going to say talk to yourself but that's not quite you know without kind of beating yourself up about it but you've really got to get over this hump sometimes and think what on earth am I doing just putting this laundry in yes. when I should be, you know, I, and I think we've all done it, you know. Yeah. And actually what you're describing is, is, is a very productive response to procrastination. I stumble over the word myself sometimes. <laughs> worry. You know, sometimes people think that procrastination is lying on the sofa watching daytime TV, but actually you can be incredibly productive. You know, I, I clear out my desk yeah. and I clear out the fridge yeah. and <laughs> catch up on all those little yeah. repairs around the house, all those things um, when I don't want to be doing the, the things that I need to do. And I procrastinate myself. Everything I've learned is also through my own experience. Yeah. I think it's something that we need to talk about more in a, in a serious way because it, it, it's something we joke about a lot. You know, yeah, comedians, yeah. there's lots of comedy skits out there about people procrastinating and, and we kind of joke about it, but it is a serious issue and it does get in the way and it can cause a lot of stress. It's, it's yeah. a cycle. It's part of a cycle of stress. You know, you put off doing the things that you need to do and then you get more stress and then that adds to the stress and then you feel stressed about what you're not doing and it's breaking that cycle. Um, but there are, there are some practical, very simple practical things that you can do. Um, for example, um, focusing on the very first step so if you know I mean very often we put things off because they're overwhelming you know you've got a report to write or you've got to read through a document that's 30 pages long or you've got I don't know 150 emails in your inbox or something like that and you just think oh this task is so I'll just go have a cup of tea or I'll just go walk the dog or I'll just you know yeah have, have that conversation with somebody or go talk to my neighbor or whatever actually instead of looking at the, at the project as a whole, if you were to just focus on the very first step and say, the very first thing I need to do might be to sit at my desk and put my computer on, just literally get yourself in 
the place. When I work with students who have to write essays or have to revise for exams, the first step might literally be to get hold of the textbooks or the resources or find out when the exams are scheduled and put the date in the diary and just what is the very first thing and if you can do that first step you can then go on and do the next one or the next one or you might take a break and then but at least you've accomplished something so I would say don't think about we're, we're very accustomed to thinking about deadlines and I'm sure um you know, VAs like like organizers and, and, and coaches as well. We, we, we focus on the results. We want to get things done and we've got deadlines in our diaries or in our heads. But actually focusing on, on the first step, sometimes I refer to it as lifelines. When are you going to give life to this project? Because yeah. a deadline can, first of all, it can seem like a long way off. You can be, oh, I've got, something, I've got the whole week to do this. So I've got till four o'clock to do it. Yeah. Um, and also, but deadlines are also quite kind of scary. Yeah, you know who wants to think about death? That's scary. I've never, never thought of that before. <laughs> I love that. So think I about life. That. When are you going to give life to this project? And um, and start. Just read the first paragraph. Read the, you know, you've got fifteen. I don't know, fifteen social media posts. Just do the first one, or yeah. just make that first phone call and get over that hump. That can really help. There's a, there's a very famous quote, and I've been trying to bring it to mind about um, about just taking the first step. Yeah, by you niche. know, it's by I, niche. I, I can't remember. I, I, I just can't remember it. You know, but it's something about don't don't look for the hole. Just uh, just start. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. just do it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. do it. And as a famous organization says on yes. their logo, just yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. But just do the first step and actually clarify. That sounds very easy and it sounds a little bit glib. So just do the first thing. Yes. What holds people up sometimes is not knowing what the first step is. Mm. Yeah. So, for example, if you've got five clients, you know, clamoring for attention or three emails that you need to respond and it's very hard to know um what to prioritize prioritizing is a, is, a, is a key skill it's one of the things i teach students how to do how to manage you know if you're doing nine gcses or four three or four a levels or you've got three essays or five exams to prepare for how do you actually manage your time and ensure that you are tackling the most important things first or the things that require the most energy or attention um and i think sometimes not knowing how to do something we we we, we take things on and think oh yeah, yeah i can do that and then you sit down and you think actually i'm not really sure how this software works or i'm not sure mm. um exactly when and where or maybe i need to go back to the client and clarify exactly what they wanted me to do because the instructions weren't super clear and i think knowing exactly the clearer the task the easier it is to then get on and do it so saying to yourself am i what's holding me up here is it because i'm not really sure how to do this is there a technical task that i perhaps need a little bit more instruction or clarity or maybe i'm missing a resource or maybe i'm waiting for somebody else to do something um but there's a missing piece and that can sometimes be the reason why we avoid doing the things you can't yeah. locate a form that you've lost or something like that. And I think saying to yourself, what is it that I really need in order to take that first step can be, can be quite helpful. 
Yeah, that kind of eat that frog mentality. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I yeah, haven't read yeah. that book. I quote it, but I haven't read it. Cause... Oh, it's wonderful. Brian Tacey, and he's, he's yeah. got, um, I think he's got a podcast too. Yes. Um, yeah, the idea is that if you do the thing that you most dread first thing in the morning, you wake up in the morning and eat a live frog, your day can only get better. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the, the premise of it. Um, yes. but I've just never got around to reading the book yeah, so, yeah I, it's actually... I'm a vegetarian and I struggle to find the the equivalent <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know what that would be if you really hated tofu maybe that would be it slimy yes. something I don't know but um it reminds me talking about procrastination I I follow um a, 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 an American coach used to be an actor in the UK and he's he's American his name is Michael Neal I don't know if you've come across him um and uh, I was listening to one of his uh, he had a, a book out on audio and I was listening to this audio and he was talking he talked about a seminar he was giving or a mastermind he was doing uh, and somebody wanted to run and uh, they were running an event and the event was aimed at procrastinators and she said, but Michael, nobody's booking. How do I get them to book? So he said, the clue is in the name. They'll book at the last minute. They're procrastinators. They won't book a week ahead. They'll, they'll book on the, the last day. Uh, and I've always remembered that because... I have that exact experience because I run online workshops for, um, for business people, for students, for parents, for different groups. And I call the groups, um, I'll do it tomorrow. That's the name of my workshop, <laughs> yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. And I used to, when I first started doing training and workshops, I used to really worry because three weeks before the event, I'd have like one or two bookings yeah. and I think, should I cancel the room? This is when I did it in, you know, live. Yeah. Um, and now I've, I've grown accustomed to not only people book at the last minute, yeah. people literally message me when this training has started. So I keep my phone on and I will like five minutes in, I'll get a message saying, is it too late to join? <laughs> and then I'll get emails the following day saying, I really wanted to come, but I didn't get around to booking. <laughs> and so I always have the next one lined up and um, I've just, I've now relaxed and recognized. And I often say in my, in my workshops that the people that most need to come are not the people who are here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah so that's so funny. familiar that's so funny that's so funny yeah running open courses is, is yeah it's, I've only ever done it once uh, with bums on seats in a physical room was was just too much effort for me for what I do um I, I I did it once that's it although the clients the two people that did come are still clients today and this mm -hmm. has been 12 years ago so yes um so that's quite good but uh, right, so we've 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 got a tip number one: take the first step, or 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 even just identify the first. Identify step. the first very first step. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be crystal clear about what that step is. Sometimes people say, "Oh, I need to get down to work. I've got to start my work," and that's too nebulous, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it's too general. So rather than saying, "I need to answer the email from X." or I need to fill in the form to apply to this particular organization or something like that. So um, be really specific about the goal that you want to accomplish. Um, focus on the very, very first step. Let go of all that um, self-criticism and why, the question why. And it's really interesting because when I was an academic as a social scientist, I was always asking why. Why does this happen? Why do people behave in that way? Why is the world changing in this particular way? As a coach, I've stopped asking why. 
because why takes you into your head it's a very analytical yes. question and why doesn't actually get you moving you just ruminate and then you end up thinking why am yeah. I doing this and why aren't I doing that actually more interesting to more useful to say what do I need to do when do I need to when am I going to start it who do I need to ask for help mm. what help do I need and how am I going to do it those questions are, are going to get you into action um so, so I'd focus on, on, on let go of the why, declutter the whys from your, from your head as well. Um, I think it's also helpful to um, break down the task into, into little steps and make sure that you take breaks as well. Don't, don't, you know, I think sometimes we leave things at the last minute and then there's that sort of final push yeah. and and then you get overwhelmed and exhausted. And then, of course, you don't want to go through that all over again. So pacing yourself is really important mm -hmm. and being able to. I mean, I'm sure, you know, for people who are working, who are self-employed or working from home and working online, it's so important to factor in self-care and to be able to manage the stress and and to get up and take breaks and get exercise and, and, and all of that. Um, but I think it's it's about listening to the stories. I'm, I'm very into the idea that we the stories we tell when we get stuck yeah. we, we're stuck not in a situation but we're stuck in a story because we're telling ourselves yeah. something so it's listening to the stories and one of the stories is um and I hear this all the time from students but I sometimes hear it from 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 professionals as well I work well under pressure mm -hmm. you know yeah. I need the adrenaline I need the rush and actually you know, do you? Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> and how well would you work without that? Have you actually experimented what it would be like to start at 10 o'clock in the morning instead of 10 o'clock at night? Um, or maybe that was true when you were, you know, when you were 18 or when you were 23. But now that you're 10 years older, maybe that's not quite the case. And maybe it would be better if you had a little bit more um you know you, you you were more energetic and you weren't leaving things to the last minute so that's that's a, that's a story that people listen to the stories yeah that you yeah. tell yourself I love that I love that so much of of the way that we behave is based on the stories that we've always been telling ourselves you know, attitudes to things all sorts of things Mm. um that that's that's really true I I read a book or I listened to a book um a couple of months ago by James Clear, mm -hmm. Atomic Habits. Yes, I'm a big fan yeah, of this. It's a yes. fantastic book. If, yes. if you get the option to either listen to him or read it, it's a really good book. And, and yes. I think if you want to build a positive habit, then he's definitely got a, a roadmap. And I was fascinated yes. by the fact that somebody could actually break it down like that and yes. almost create a formula. Which yeah, they're very, amazing. very, very helpful. And I love the idea of um, one of the things he talks about is habit stacking, yes. where you build one habit on top of another. So think about something that you do routinely. Think about something that you do, like brushing your teeth or taking the dog for a walk or having yeah. a morning coffee. And then if you're trying to change a habit, build a habit onto that. Mm. And so, um, for example, it's, and it's all about habits, overcoming procrastination. As I said, it is a habit. It's we shift habits by replacing the habit that isn't useful with another one that is. Yeah. So you don't eliminate the habit. You actually just change it instead of um, doing your paperwork late at yeah. night um, on a, you know, on a Sunday night when it's due for the Monday, you, you think about, well, what do I do during the week 
that if I if I have a meeting on a Thursday afternoon, maybe I could start after the meeting if I do something regularly. After the meeting on Thursday afternoon, I'm going to start the, that particular project. And so you you use the existing schedule, use the existing habits that you have, um, and that's really helpful. That's one of the ideas yeah. is that I like yeah. the most. Yeah, no, I, I I like that one too. I don't put them into practice. I just like. <laughs> You know, Shelley, it's so much easier to teach this stuff than it is to do it yourself. Um, totally. Totally. I'm talking about procrastination for like 20, 30 years, and I still, um, if I had to write a chapter, I wrote a chapter recently for a book um, on procrastination, and I missed the deadline, and I had to write this really grovelly email to the editor and say, I know this is, <laughs> the irony isn't lost on me, that I need to ask for a deadline. Um, but, you know, that's life, and I think just you yeah. know we're busy people and life gets in the way of life and I think it's distinguishing between you know missing a deadline for a chapter that didn't really matter as opposed to I don't know missing a deadline for a tax return where there's going to be a huge financial yeah. penalty yeah. yeah and and it's um oh I don't know what I was I'm having a moment oh, my brain's gone blank Joe, have you got anything to say fill in I, I I'm I, I'm just listening and nodding because all of this is like yeah check been there check <laughs> been there and I love that atomic habits book as well I've read it and I've reread it and I found it really useful to to kind of um just get yourself into those new routines mm. and and so that you're not no longer thinking about it at all do you know what I mean and yes it's when it's when it's when our behavior becomes routine and we stop having to make decisions all the time yeah yeah um you know if you put your keys in the same place when you come into the house you don't have to spend hours looking for them that's it yeah. um and and for some people it can be you know they can take it to the next level so having a meal plan for example yeah not having to if you've got a busy family life and you're trying to work and uh, especially if you've got you know special dietary needs then it can be helpful to organize your shopping and your um to put things in the diary whether it's an electronic diary or paper diary but have have as much of a schedule as possible but I think for many people it's the balance between scheduling and spontaneity because we don't want life to be too rigid and too yeah, yeah. regulated and regimented and no you know it's not like school where you know what you're doing every minute of the day we we need I think for many people who are self-employed one of the reasons that attracted us was the flexibility and the freedom yeah. and, and not being told what to do all the time. But at the same time, you have to, you have to be your own boss. You have to actually put yeah. some of those um, um, guidelines, some of those schedules into place to make life easier because it does simplify things when you don't have to make decisions all the time. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. Well, we've been, I, can you believe it? We've been chatting for ages, not very, it doesn't feel very long. No, it doesn't. But actually it is, we've been going for nearly 40 minutes. I think we better start to wind down a little yeah. bit um before before that i know that um juliet you must have quite a busy time coming up have you got much going on yeah this is well this is a, a busy time of year because it's the beginning of the new academic year so i'm running workshops for students and for parents on how to prepare especially for gcse exams mm -hmm. um but i think it's also you know it's a new season for some of us it's a new year yeah. and it's it's people starting to think about um getting back to work and how that's going to affect their their lifestyles and and I think procrastination is something with all the 
good intentions <laughs> that many people have at this time of year. And it's, you know, it is, it is a, a new season. Um, it's all very well having those intentions, but then actually putting them into practice and not being too tough on yourself when they don't work out, but knowing it is a, it is a universal thing and listen to, listen to the stories, think about how you can shift the story and shift your behavior. Um, I've written a book, if I can mention that, called um, What's Your Excuse for Not Being More Productive, where I outline all the little excuses that people make to themselves, not just other people, but we make excuses to ourselves. Um, And yes, so I'm going to be uh, running workshops, I'm coaching, and um, and I'm thinking about my next writing project as well. I haven't yet decided oh, exactly exciting. what I'm going to be doing, but oh. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that'll be good. Now, well, uh, listeners, um, we will be sharing on the webpage that goes with this episode all Juliet's contact details. So if you are a uh, sufferer uh, of procrastination <laughs> and you want to, a little bit of help, you'll, you'll know how to get in touch with Juliet and links to her books and everything as well. And if you are a parent, as a lot of our listeners are, and you have GCSE or A-level or young student children, then do follow Juliet and um, help them get on better with um, you know when starting their educational journey because I think that's a really important skill um, to know how to learn how to learn um, or how to approach it so that it's not as overwhelming I still remember um, a student uh, a friend one of my daughter's friends uh, had to do a dissertation and she came around and we spent an hour just on my pet thing (laughs) styles in words um, showing her how to create a template for her dissertation so she didn't have to spend hours procrastinating about doing it because she was worried about presenting it um, and then I ran a course for a group of students on how to do that um, which went quite well and I never kind of followed it up really um, got busy with other stuff oh that's uh, such a great idea that's a yeah. nice, wonderful idea yeah so uh, you know I'm, I've still got the outline somewhere so we can have a chat maybe but um no seriously it's um it really does help the students learn and certainly if I was going to take any uh later life degree because I can say that now um I definitely think because uh, I've never been to university or done any of those things I think it would be something that would benefit me immensely Mm, mm. if if I could only find the time to to learn something (laughs) well it's funny because I think I think time management is a a life skill I you know my my background's in academia but the reason that I I love working with young adults in particular is that I think this sets you up for life if you can learn how to manage your schedule learn how to prioritize learn how to deal with procrastination and perfectionism which I didn't even talk about but that's a big big part of procrastination is worrying about doing things perfectly um if you can learn to manage that then you can go on and do anything it's not just about passing exams right okay well thank you Juliet for a fabulous chat and uh as I said listeners all Juliet's contact details will be on the webpage and uh thank you for coming thank you so much for hosting me and welcoming thank you thank you Welcome back, listeners. Joe, wasn't that a fantastic interview there with Juliet Landau-Pope? Uh, it, it was amazing. I think she she certainly kind of triggered in my mind, oh, that's that sounds like me. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and yeah, I think we all have moments where 
we do that bit of navel gazing or we feel a bit out of our comfort zone and and whatever and um yeah definitely it definitely rang true for me so yeah and what did you think about her her suggestion I think you know that 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 will work would that work for you the things that Juliet was uh, was suggesting. I, I've, for me, I mean, it, it very much what she said. It's just take that first step, you know. Yeah. And it for me, it you know, if I'm trying to unpick a report, and it's usually these bigger, more in depth sort of an analytical reports I'm doing, it can feel a bit overwhelming because you know you've got twenty or thirty pages to write yeah. um, a, a detailed kind of assessment. So. The first thing I do is just open a blank Word document and put a cover sheet. And it, it, it I mean, that's a complete faff. But when you see that there, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm in it. And then the notes and then it yeah. just comes and comes and comes, you know. But yes, I, I, I do admit I have been known to find the washing up and the laundry <laughs> a little more attractive than a task, which is, yeah. yeah. I think everybody can resonate with that. We all have days where we don't want to do what we feel we should be doing yeah. that day. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes also there is that element of we are our own bosses um, and, and we make our schedule. And I and I think this idea of not beating yourself up, yeah. um, it's about remembering that I make my schedule. So if I don't feel like doing this thing right now, um, then maybe I could reschedule it for myself to do this evening. Maybe I'll be in the mood then yeah. and I'll do, go away and, and do something else in the meantime. So I think, uh, I think that, and I thought it was lovely. Um, the other thing that I thought was really lovely that, that Juliet said, which also resonated with me, was what she's finding she's decluttering now and negative emotions. Yeah. And, and I think um, based on all the stuff I've done in the last few months, that that is a very, very, very big thing. You know, our negative emotions, our self-belief or our belief in whatever it is yeah. um, can hold us back. Um, yeah. You know, and we ha sometimes we have these beliefs that we acquired as yeah. children and we've never grown out of them and got to the adult version of that. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a, a, a very, very valuable thing. But I do know that, um, you know, anybody that I know that has had kids do her, her you know managing their time and studying program they're really really good yeah so, um yeah I'm sure at some point your boys will get that to that point <laughs> yeah we have options to start thinking about so um yeah um yeah. I, I may well go on to Juliet's website she's got a great book on there I, I was reading it yesterday when I was um sort of trying to remember where I knew her from and um I may just be investing in in a book. She's got one there. I forget what it's called now. Sorry, but it's something like study skills or something like yeah. that. And it just looked, you know, like it might be useful in my home. Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna have to let them read it themselves rather than say you should do this. <laughs> just leave it subtly. I bet you, if I leave it in the food cupboard, it will be found. <laughs> <laughs> thing is at the food <laughs> fabulous fabulous okay listeners do let us know how you react to that episode um i mentioned towards the end um a course that i did for students uh, a while back about setting up their templates 
for their dissertations so that they could just get on and write it without having to be bothered about how they then present it at the end. Because there's nothing worse than typing up this gazillion page, and they are very long documents, and then having to reformat it because something's changed. And nowadays the universities actually do give very strict guidelines about how the dissertation needs to be presented. My niece did chemical engineering and yeah, she's a very bright girl. She now's a physics teacher, but she's enjoying being a physics teacher. She didn't enjoy working in, in corporate dump in the chemical engineering. She worked for a couple of global brands on the factory floor and it wasn't her thing. But um, so she came around one day while she was, you know, she was feeling totally overwhelmed with everything she had to do. And she had a, she had a list. We know what fonts it should be, what size headings, all of those things. We set it all up uh, and then she just breezed through it after that. Yeah. So it, it's definitely being organized, which kind of yeah. is what it comes down to. And having a plan is the other thing. Yep. Um, definitely, definitely help. So listeners, thank you very much for being with us again today. And we will see you next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.